Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I do appreciate it. I just uh, got here from the mission with my dear friend Steve, who I've known for the last 17 years. We have worked together, and and um, we just came off of having a, a tour of kids, well, young adults, that came from uh, Grace Community Church, or is it Grace Community? Grace Bible? I'm sorry, Grace, Grace Bible, Bible Church. Church. And they were great. It was a great tour, and it was a great time to have them there. And I don't know, Stephen, if you noticed, but their T-shirts said the same thing our T-shirts said. Yeah, in the back. In uh-huh. the back. Yeah, I'm not For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Christ, right. And you know what? I guess that's the theme for today is I am not ashamed of the gospel, and no one claiming the name of Christ should be ashamed of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. We have come to a time in in our society when it is frowned upon, really, in many circles to be a Christian, to be a believer. And so we, but if we want to go out and we want to try to hide who we are and we want to minimize the impact and we want to not be pointed out, then in fact, that's what we do. We, We are ashamed of the gospel message. And I'm not saying that you have to walk up to people on the street and say, hey, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. But the reality is in our, in our everyday lives, we need to demonstrate that we, in fact, love Christ and walk with him. Right, Stephen? Yes, we do. Um, uh, now, you have to head out right after here because you have VBS, right? Our, my church is having VBS. Still yeah, well, not week. you personally. Yeah, not but, me personally. Yeah. Which is something that, uh, the reason I brought that up is because VBS has been uh, for years and years and years a staple of many churches to tell young people in the community it's not just for the kids that are there, but they often bring kids with them, right? Yeah, that's the idea that they bring their Mm -hmm. friends, that the community hears about it, and then want to sign up and and be a part of. And uh, Actually, our church, um, um, the El Camino Baptist Church where I go to, they they also have services for youth and and adults also. So we yeah. got the whole family. So and I think that's great. Yeah, we like it when they, they you know that the family the, will come and not just drop the kids off, but actually participate too. Yeah, uh, the church that I serve at, oh, we had VBS. We right now haven't had VBS because we really haven't had the amount of kids that it would take to do it. It's a tiny church. Because tiny churches need pastors, too, and and, yeah, uh, and I have uh, the mission that I'm at five days a week, and I still try to do the best I can at the little church that I'm at, but it's pretty small anymore. We used to have a lot more kids. Uh, but when I went to Bell Road Baptist Church in Auburn, we would have VBS every year, and I was, <laughs> I was telling Steve, I'm six foot one. And they got me to play Zacchaeus, who was <laughs> supposed to be very diminutive. Not typecasting at all. And no, it wasn't very good. I've no. got I, I'm six feet tall, and I have three foot tall kids, and I'm trying to portray a tiny little person. It was it was, uh, but you know what? All those things are good. 
It's just like at Christmas when we would have the big Christmas play and uh, we would, you know, go through the whole thing down the Via Della Rosa, all that kind of stuff. You know, those things are those things are kind of fun and exciting and kind of breaks things up and it brings new people in. Right, Stephen? Yes, it does. And it gives them opportunity to 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 learn the gospel and then to uh, accept it, hopefully, and then not be ashamed of it. So that's our theme. Yeah, and, you know, particularly with youth today, it's difficult sometimes for them to try to fit in in a secular world, you know, and they go to a, a, maybe a school that isn't homeschooled or isn't a Christian school, and all their peers around them who are unchurched, unfamiliar un, uh, with the gospel, it can be difficult for a young Christian man or woman, a boy or girl, right? I would think so. Yeah, I mean— when I went through high school, which was quite a while ago, uh, it was uh, I went to Mariloma, which is, you know, over in the Carmichael type area. I guess is where that would be. But uh, when I went to school, it wasn't very difficult for me because I wasn't a believer, because I was part of the world, you know. And although I had this sympathy and and empathy for believers. You know, I wouldn't have gone out and made fun of them or anything, but I really wasn't walking. But I knew there was a few kids in school who were, and even back then, a lot of times they were made fun of, you know, yeah. because... Because kids are kids. Yeah, kids and, are uh, kids. Anybody different. Anybody different. And, and it's, a, you know, it's not that you're, you know, that you're, you're positive about or, or caring about, then that becomes something to be mocked. Yeah. So, and you know... I was thinking about it the other day that that we talk about how, and it is true that the world is is really rapidly turning its back on on believers and stuff. But you know, even in the seventies, Stephen, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the norm in high school that people were believers, right? It was it at your you came from New York, so no, New Jersey. I but mean, that area. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, it's a new. Yeah. Yeah, it's a new. Well, you were well, born in New York, right? No, that's Jersey. another person. Oh, so yeah, that was someone yeah. else. At, okay, that works with us. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say I'm from New Jersey, but I would never move back again. Okay. Uh, yeah, I lived okay. there for a little place a um, little time. Yeah. Um, no, the, and we both graduated in, 19, in the seven, 1970, actually. Yeah, 1970. So it was mostly like the 60s when we were going. To high school, sixty-six, yeah. seven through seventy. But yeah, I didn't know many people that actually were devoted to to Christ at that time. If I if I if they were there, and they probably were, I didn't really know them. I, I didn't hung out with them because I I wasn't a believer either back then. Yeah, I mean, you didn't. I don't remember people in school having, you know, shirts that said anything oh, about nothing, Christ nothing or like anything. That. Yeah. It was a time of the hippies and of drugs and of jocks and of surfers and of hard guys. Everybody had their group, but I don't remember a big group of Christians. No. I, and I'm sure there were. But yeah. I'm, like I said, it, it probably was, but I just personally did not know them in, in, a, you know, in, in a way that I would say, hey, you know, those guys are, you know. Oh, those guys are Christians. They're, they're Christians. They go to church all the time. Yeah, and I figured uh, I figured since I was born in the United States and my mother and grandmother believed, and I uh, went to church like on you know on Christmas Special and Easter, yeah. I must be a Christian guy, right? I mean, I was <laughs> born here, but 
I had no idea what it really meant to be a believer in Jesus no. Christ. I had just a vague idea. I had no idea exactly what the gospel was yeah. about. I knew that Jesus was crucified and that he rose again, but wasn't sure how all that tied together. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that, how that really pertained to me. I didn't really seek it out as much, and I didn't really hear it that well. And yeah. Though I, I believe my mother was a believer, but I don't think she was— but she never really kind of sat me down and explained right. and talked about it. And we went to church just uh, a few times when I was young, and then that kind of fell off. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah it just wasn't connected. So it then that would tie into how important VBS really is yes. for kids just like you and me, right? Yeah, and my, like my wife, for instance, she— um, came to know Christ through VBS, and that's why she is so involved with it. So she, um, she's there every summer. She wants to be able to teach and to tell, tell kids, and especially kids, she likes to teach yeah. uh, the younger ones um, about Christ. And uh, so, but, you know, she had that, that connection. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of things. There was a time that I, I was privileged enough to be able to baptize probably uh, 12 or 15 young people, you know, who had come to to a true saving knowledge mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, not just a said one. And uh, they were seeking baptism, and we, we, were, <laughs> we were able to baptize them. And I think that a great deal of them came to know Jesus through VBS uh, at our church, and it was wonderful. It was uh, really a blessed time uh, to be there, to be part of it, and and, you know, I think that we often think that, you know, the pastor is the guy telling everybody about Jesus. And so when people come to Christ, you know, that pastor, let me tell you something. Devoted Sunday school teachers who tell young people about the ways of Christ and the ways of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I think sometimes they have far more impact than even the pastor has on youth people. Because uh, they hear about it one on one. Yeah, uh, they're they're not just hearing a sermon and then they walk out. They get to interact, right? Exactly. And then many times that they come, that teacher is is um, bringing, you know, whatever message they you know the topic they're talking about. Eventually, it comes to knowing Jesus Christ. Because that's all in one. It's 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 all about Christ. Amen. From beginning to end. Yeah, and, and, you know, you, when you teach youth and you teach kids, there's a lot of interesting things that happen. <laughs> um, and I, I remember teaching a class of teenagers, and there was probably, I don't know, there was probably 25 or 30 of them in there. And uh, nobody wants to answer a question right? until one of them does. And then it's like you break through this dam, and now the flood takes over, right? Now everybody's talking. But I think that I think that even in the culture of the church, there's a certain embarrassment about, about standing up and talking about the faith at times. But so anyway, I'm 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 uh, really truthfully glad that we got to have all the youth over there. They yeah. come from a good oh, church. And they're, they're happening right as we speak. Yeah, they're there. They're and, still uh, there. They're mm-hmm. going to be there a total of about twelve hours doing volunteer yeah. work, 
uh, doing everything from working in the women's clothes closet, the warehouse. They went out to Cesar Chavez Park and were handing out bags and and yeah, and that. handing out gospel messages. Mm-hmm. And they came back. They're going to work uh, at our night service and everything until about eight o'clock tonight. So they're going to be there a total of eight about about uh, eight or twelve hours, eleven or twelve hours. And I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I I really wanted to sleep more than that. <laughs> and matter yeah. of fact, I still want to sleep more a than, bit that. More than that. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. As a kid, exactly. and as you get older, yeah, those two are mutually uh, not exclusive. Well, you have some kids, two of them, daughters. Okay. And I'm sure they went to VBS as well. Of course. Right? Yeah. yeah, I was very sad. My kids are. Over well, 30 and right, hitting yeah. 30 almost, but yeah, they, of course. And we, when Tanya and I taught almost every year, she's been teaching a lot more than I have lately. But um, yeah, so um, they, they know about VBS and they particip- have participated. And um, Well, I know that you can teach, thing. and I know that Tanya loves yes. to teach, yes. and she does an excellent job. So, and I know that's true. So at any rate, um, let's talk a little bit about, as we see the homeless situation change in Sacramento, it doesn't change for the better, uh, at least as far as I can see. And it does increase in numbers, wouldn't you say? Oh, my gosh, yes. It's uh, amazing. The age age group is different. Uh, the um, amount of women that's on the on. Oh, streets yeah. and with children is just something I would have never thought would happen, you know, um, from the 80s up until now. No, it's I, just has I agree. grown out of just, you just can't believe how, how, how many people are just not, you know, living the, you know, the, the life that we, we, we talk about being Americans, yeah. you know, and having a, home of your own and, and, and a job and working and enjoying yeah. family and, and all those things. And there's, there's so many of them that are just, just living in tents or, you know, from um, area to area and uh, having to get helps from everybody. And it's, and yeah, it's just, uh, it boggles the mind. You know, to your point, I've been the director for 17 years. However, I was volunteering there for many, many years before that. And uh, when I would look out there, there would be women in the crowd, but there'd be not very many of them. No, not many at all. And they were the same ones every time. Right. And now we see an ever-increasing amount of ladies out there on the street, as you alluded to, and sometimes kids. Yeah. And, uh, And there's a growing... I don't know, maybe it's just my perception, but I don't remember nearly as many people out there who had as mental, many mental issues as we see now. No, it's, and even when we uh, talk to uh, men that wanted to join our program, it's just so many of them that have this, you know, uh, mental issues and having to take medication because of it and, and not even helping in the you know for the most part but there's just so many of them it's just it's 
very few that have no I don't have this you know problem I have this problem but I'm not taking medication because I'm bipolar or am I you know I'm, I have uh, um, schizophrenia schizophrenia or schizoaffective or yes. you know or you know PSDD and, and all the other things it's just like what, what is where is this all coming from yeah and it's mostly and, the drugs out there and exactly. Exactly. You know, people ask me often, do you think that uh, the primary thing on the street is drugs or mental illness? And the reality is that it's both. And sometimes uh, I'm not sure if the mental illness has caused them to want to take the drugs or the drugs have called. But I can tell you this, you take some of these drugs long enough and you're going to have mental You're going to have some problems. And we can deal with some of it, you know, if they're on, on... Minimally invasive drugs. Yes. And I'm not saying they're addiction. I'm talking about minimally invasive drugs that have been been given them to by a doctor. So we can handle some of that. Yes, and we have. And And we do. We always have. Mm -hmm. But sometimes uh, we can't handle what they call uh, people on hot meds, and that's where— what does that really do for them? Well, it, it puts them in a state of lethargism. Yeah, they're I just guess, stupefied. If that's a word, yeah. yeah. And uh, they just, they're not receiving anything because there's, there's too much in just being, existing. Yeah, sometimes. they're just. And if they're, if they're not taking it, then they're not even going to be able to receive what we're, what we're trying to bring to them because their mind is not engaging at all. Yeah, so and it's, yeah. It, they can go from, they can go from this stupor that you talked about to not taking the meds and they can go completely off the rails, right? Right. Violence and everything else. And so we're not equipped to handle uh, that side of it in our classrooms and stuff. So we we do occasionally get guys on like that, uh, but it usually doesn't last. They can't handle it. Yeah, and it's just so tough for them that they either leave on their own or because of the chaos that they uh, create that we have to ask them you know, not to be there anymore. And, and then, it's a sad thing, but I mean, it's just, we have other guys on the program, they're trying to do their program and, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's being affecting them, how they, you know, are being able to progress through our program because of all, you know, all that's going on. So it, it makes it very, very hard. Yeah. You know, we care about them and we yeah. want to do the best we can for them, but there, there's some things that we, as we're structured, can't can't uh, can't accommodate. Just can't do it. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you too. Have you gotten any feedback from? I, I've heard a couple of guys talking about uh, what we did to remodel back there for them, and I've had a couple of homeless guys that said, you know, they appreciated oh, yeah. everything we did. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, and they just, it, you know, it gives it a more relaxed state back there. Yeah, when they go to get clothing and take showers and even, you know, just to you know, use the you know the facilities forever. But it's just like you know, it looks so nice and so um, modern. Yeah, and modern and, clean. and accommodating, and it's just uh, yeah, it's, it's it has that kind of effect on everybody that comes in. Yeah, which also means that it probably has that effect on our guys as well. Yeah, yeah, who are on the program because they're working. And even their break room has been redone. And I know you guys heard me talk about it before, 
But I mean, it really is remarkable because we replaced every wire, every piece of plumbing, whether it was sewer pipe or fresh water, all of that is brand new. We have the very best that we could get to make sure that it lasts a very long long time. time. Exactly. And, you know, we put up uh, fiberglass reinforced paneling that's very easy to clean and sanitary and also adds to our fire resistance. Mm -hmm. But it also gives it that nice, clean, bright look. Even the narrower hallway looks bright because we also did all the lighting and everything. So uh, I'm with you. And, you know, it's funny because when I do a tour, I go through the door into the hallway and we never change the door. (laughs) So I tell people. We got to think about that. We do. (laughs) But right now I tell people, turn around and look at that door. That's how this whole place is. <laughs> but, yes, we need yeah. to replace yeah. the door. Yeah, a good teaching point, but, yeah, I mean, you know, kind yeah. of observing point, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. And it's funny because we spent so much and replaced so many things, yeah. and yet we left that We door. didn't think about it. It was like the, yeah, oh, well, it, it'll be handled. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's kind of like wearing a tuxedo and, and your old beat-up tennis <laughs> shoes, right? So, yeah. and that might be in vogue now, but yeah, yeah, but that's not what we look. That's not what we're going for. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So it's been a huge change, and we're going to do the same in two more categories. We're going to do the dining hall and then the chapel, mm-hmm. and all of that is Gonna tough. Be nice. It's cost a lot of money. And so you probably are thinking right now, well, I'm going to hit you up for money because we've done all these things, and I'm not. I want to thank you all. Yeah, exactly. Because we were able to pay for the the whole renovation of the first section, which cost us over $500,000. And we were able to do it out of pocket as we went along because of God's grace and your generosity. And we appreciate it. Yeah, the heart of God's people is just mm-hmm. amazing, and we we do thank you so but much. But I, I do want you to know that we just don't take your money and sit on it or go buy frivolous things for it. What we do is we try to make sure, and you've probably heard me say it before, but we want our program guys and the guests from the street to know when we put this kind of effort forward that God loves them as much as he does the people in the new building. That's right. right? So Steve says amen because his office is in the old and the building. Old building. <laughs> Thank you. But we redid his <laughs> office too. So, uh, But at any rate, we put air conditioning in for the program guys for their break room and for where they sleep upstairs. And that's been a blessing, I believe, too. Uh, they don't know because these guys aren't the guys that no, have been that, there that before. No, that was there before. Yeah, yeah what are you going to say? Yeah, but you know, we just remind them sometimes. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that's true. But uh, we just have one minute left, Stephen. Is there anything you'd like to say particularly to, the, <laughs> to our, our, our guests or to our uh, people that donate? No, it's just a blessing. To, mm-hmm. I've been at the mission over 34 years or five or six, and I've seen <laughs> the changes, and, you know, and it, the changes have been in my heart, too. I mean, oh, yeah. from not knowing who the Lord is to now being a part of what happens there and being telling people, about Christ and then and, and helping them through uh, the program is, um, in particular. I just want to thank you all for what you do because I couldn't do it and do that unless the donations are there and the support and the prayers especially. 
And I have to say amen to that. And as always, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched, and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.